0: It's Jackie Cation. Uh, welcome back to the Dork Forest. I am in that uh, that same room in what I do Acme, and then I record uh, podcast with people. Except for that I just brought the Zoom, so Patrick Brady, who fixes the audio, will be going. I thought you were going to buy lavaliers. Well, it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet, Patrick. And uh, but he's gonna uh, he fixes the audio. Vilmos, of course, fixes the website. And Mike Rickberg, Sarah Cohen just sang the song you he heard Michael sing at the end. And uh and that's about it. Oh, there's of course the donation button. Knock yourselves out, Americans and uh international folk. And um, use the donation button if you if you enjoy uh the show a lot. That'd be great. And then um, if you donate two bucks, I have some magnets left. If you donate five bucks, you get a, a patch, uh like an Eagle Scout patch for my nephew. That's what inspired them ranger of the dork forest and then there's t uh, t-shirts of course on the merch page on JackieCation.com. JackieCation.com also has a lot of information about where I'll be doing stand-up comedy next. So you can check the schedule out and all kinds of things. I'm traveling all over the place. Uh, I'm going to be in Texas a lot for some reason, Austin and, and then, uh, and then Montreal and Toronto and a boatload of places. Oh, I'm doing a like Valencia in, uh, in Los Angeles and then Ventura Harbor so, yeah, Lots of places. JackieCajun.com. Uh, for the comedy. And there's a donation button there too, if you and a, and a player, if you want to just listen to it like that. Or you can listen to it online, on iTunes. Um, you can subscribe. And then I should probably mention, because I'm part of AllThingsComedy.com, which is the Bill Burr, Al Madrigal podcast umbrella. And it's got everybody. It's got, uh, it's uh, not everybody, but I mean, it has a lot of different podcasts if you're looking for new podcasts. Tom Papa just joined the group. And he has, I think his podcast is probably called Something to Do With His Name, because his name is Papa. So, like, remember that TV show, Come to Papa? Yeah, it'll be something <laughs> like that. It'll be some hilarious play on the name Papa. Anyway, sitting in my uh, hotel room is a man who loves art supplies and paint and has brought paint. And I did explain that it was an audio, but he's like, "No, I'm just looking for your reaction." Steve Robbins, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you, Jackie. Yay! Oh, it, uh it's 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 fascinating listening to you do the do the intro because it's like you're casual before it starts, and then all of a sudden.
0: Hey, welcome to the dark forest. Mike <laughs> well, Rickberg did the audio. Right, right. Well, it's got to be. You know, I'm a, a person, <clears throat> right? And then I'm, and then I'm working, and then I'm, then I'm, um, I'm making the, I'm affecting the change. Now, are you doing it at a grassroots
1: level? Lo- at a grassroots level,
0: I am affecting change at a grassroots level. You know, me, <laughs> I love to march. Yep. Uh, is that acrylics?
1: No, oh. this is oil paint. Um, do you? Uh, I, I figured that oil paint, I think, makes a makes a more interesting blend. And it's also the only one that I had that really, the only paints that I had that really show off the difference. The ones I got here is yeah. a cadmium yellow. Uh, but if you got any cuts on your hand, keep it away from your for, for any cuts on your hand because that stuff could kill you.
0: Really? Because it's cadmium. Yep. And will, will all oil paints kill you, or just the cadmium?
1: Just cadmium. Okay. Um, cobalt will will too, and so would uh, fl- so would, uh, flake white. This is uh, actual like lead paint. Lead paint.
0: Yep. Wait, why are why are we using? Well, because art is dangerous.
1: Art that's, is dangerous. That's it. In fact, I, I was going to bring this up a little a little later, but um,
0: let's dive right in. One
1: of the one of the watercolors I have here. Let me see. I think it's this one right here. Mm-hmm. Is made from lapis lazuli.
0: Oh, which oh. is a which is a stone, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's um lapis lazuli. Uh, have you ever seen the the King Tut's burial mask. Yeah, well, pictures. You're right. Yeah, but you know the blue on the side of it. Yeah, that's lapis lazuli, and any time that you'd see an old European church, Mary with Jesus, right. Her the f- her frock or whatever her head thing is is made from lapis. It was okay. So expensive that only kings and clergies could afford it. Wow. And um, if you tried to steal some of it, yeah, for your own personal use. <laughs>
0: They just kill you. They just kill you. Here's my question. What would be the personal use? Like if you were an artist and you needed blue.
1: Well, it was, for a long time, the only blue you could get. Oh, really? Well, I mean, there was cobalt, but cobalt was hard to find, and it just it didn't have the warmth of, uh, of lapis. Of lapis
0: lazuli. Here's the weird thing for me. Um, because, okay, so let's say you start out in life, mm-hmm. and you um, want to... And you're a caveman. Yes. And you want to draw in a cave, and then the heat comes on, which is good. Cause yes. it's February. <laughs> um, but the uh, yeah the so if if you want to draw in a cave and all you have, you got to make colors.
1: Yes. And you know it, it, it's interesting. Have you have you ever listened to the um, Radiolab podcast?
0: Oh, I've listened to one episode. That is not enough.
1: (laughs) Well, well they had a really good episode where they talk about color, and they bring up this theory that says that mankind couldn't see the full spectrum until, you know...
0: A certain evolutionary point or something?
1: Right. Like, everyone could see red, um, because blood. Oh, right. But if you re Apparently, if you could... um, Apparently... uh, what was his name? Um, Homer, the uh, the Greek author. Yeah, couldn't see blue. He would describe the sea as being dark wine red. Oh, weird! And it's like he would describe the sky as being white. Oh, and it's one of those. It was because
0: six- he was colorblind.
1: Maybe, and right. it might be a cultural thing too, because you know they do a better job describing it in the in on Radiolab. But basically, if you look at a, a record of human history f- throughout time. You know, it. There's a moment where all of a sudden they start referring to colors like blue or green or yellow specifically.
0: Well, oh, that's kind of that's fascinating,
1: right? Because I mean, think about it. A, a old caveman guy could right. only see could only could only probably see black and and green and red. Okay. Because you know, red, of course, is uh, is blood brown is cuz he's walking on it. Right. and black because, you know, there's value, you know, shade right. shade oh. and tints.
0: Okay. And then green because of the grass or something?
1: Possibly, but that right. one is, that one's debatable.
0: Okay, that one's debatable. Well, that that's kind of fascinating.
1: Right. So if you're if you're wanting to be a cave painter, you got to make it yourself. So, of course, black, you know, takes some takes some coal from a fire and then <laughs> across the walls. Right. Um Maybe make some brown paint by mixing some animal fat and some dirt. Right. And then, you know, eventually they got better and better at grounding the dirt down so it's finer and finer. Okay. And and then white, maybe like white white chalk and more animal fat. Okay. I mean, a great example of, a, of cave painting, if you wanted to talk about cave painting, is Lascaux. How do you um, spell that? Actually, uh, I'm not entirely sure. Do you have a pen? start with an L? Uh, it starts with an L. It ends with an X. I, I can say that okay. with, with. uh
0: And I'll find it, and I'll put it in the notes. I think
1: L A U S K or C A U X or something like that.
0: So Frenchish.
1: Right. Very Frenchish.
0: Are they? Uh, is it in France?
1: It is in France.
0: <laughs> is it a cave paintings in France?
1: It is. Okay. Um, but what's neat about it is they actually recreated the entire cave, bit by bit. So people could actually see it.
0: Like walk in and walk go in. in?
1: But not see the original, because the original one could get destroyed by...
0: Oh, like they do with dinosaur bones. Exactly. You know what? For the longest time, I thought that they were real dinosaur bones. I know. And then maybe four years ago, someone was like, you know those are casts of the bones, and then recreated. And I was like, well then why is that something? It broke my heart. It broke my heart, because I, I was like, well I thought I paid $12 to see dinosaur bones, and they're like... Yeah, there's some dinosaur bones. They're behind those that uh, that that glass, and the one that you can uh, probably put your grubby hands on, uh, that's just uh, uh, that's a cast.
1: Somewhere in so, somewhere in a museum, yeah, or a museum underground in another country.
0: Do you think it's in the Vatican? Yes, along <laughs> with the As a matter uh, of fact, you do. In fact, I do because <laughs> they're trying to cover it up. Right, that's right. Because <laughs> possibly there are, but I, I feel like the the Catholic Church has admitted that there are dinosaurs. Right. Yeah, I think that it's that it's uh, it's it's more the religions where it's a personal relationship with right. God, which means that you can be wrong. Yes. And uh, you're like, no, my personal relationship with God says that there were no dinosaurs. <sighs> I'm sorry. Uh, did your personal <coughs> relationship with God ha- include any sort of science education? <coughs> no.
1: No. <laughs> no. No. Right. God no. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, um, uh, going yeah, back yeah. to going back to lapis. Oh, yeah. it was so, it was so expensive; only kings and clergy could afford it, etc., etc. Well, anyway, in 1828, thereabouts, in Fra- again in France, right? Um, they figured out how to make ultramarine blue, which is this one right here. Mm-hmm. Now, if this if if this was watercolor, it, this one if this one was watercolor, it'd be a little lighter than this. Okay, but, but the. Uh, but the big thing was is the ultramarine is made from steel rust. So, it's cheaper.
0: Wait, so you had to make learn how to make steel, which is a metal alloy. Right. And then steel rust. Yep. Which is when steel rusts.
1: Yep. But this was the 1820s, so there, right, right, plenty of time had passed.
0: Oh, sure. No, no. I'm b- between the invention of steel and, right, right. and the invention of rust. Right. And uh but weirdly because it it's interesting because so <laughs> So we create, we cre- we, have, you know, you can take blood, right? And you can have red, right? You can take black because there's coal, yep. And you could take dirt and animal fat and right. make brown, yep. So it's the other colors that were when you'd find a rock, yep, that looked that color. Like yep. if you found jade, and then what would you do? Grind it into powder and then turn it into a pigment.
1: Well, jade was more important in China, and you, of course, you would never ground jade up except unless you were the emperor.
0: Right, right, and you had a lot of jade, right. and you thought it, for some reason it was infinite, like oil.
1: Well, jade's also pretty, uh, pretty tough to grind down, so you probably probably wouldn't oh, okay. make a very good uh, make a very good paint. Right? No, the Chinese uh, used um, uh, used a color called vermilion, and vermilion is a bright, 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 warm red. Okay, but it's made from mercury.
0: From mercury? Wait, the the that. All right. There's a there's a chemical chart. Yeah. And uh, Mercury's on it. And yep. I isn't Mercury silver?
1: No, uh, Mercury is what's in the thermometer.
0: Yeah, and, and it's
1: red. It's all. It was also used for making hats, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the hats? yeah, they use it in the process of um, rubbing it down
0: to to pigment them, to to color them, or to make them to remove stiff
1: to. Uh, I'm not entirely sure, because I don't know how to make a hat. But Right,
0: I don't know how to make a hat, but I just that's weird that, was... that they use mercury in the making of hats, and then people would put mercury on their head.
1: Exactly. That's
0: why you know it, because you're like, hey, guess why you're mad?
1: Mad as uh, a hatter. Mad as a
0: hatter, because of mercury.
1: Exactly. And okay. Ma- ma- mercury can uh, poison you and make you, uh, make you, or um, do things to your mind.
0: Oh, I bet. I but, bet.
1: But anyway... Um, so people started, so people would try to spend money on getting, uh, getting vermilion and,
0: and the vermilion was red.
1: Yep. Yeah. And okay. then eventually they figured out how to make, um, how to grind down cadmium. Now cadmium is still poisonous, mm-hmm. but it's not as poisonous.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, art, very dangerous. So, As you can um, see,
1: nice, a nice, warm, rich, because that's the thing about color is that right here we've got two different blues, Mm-hmm. um, Ultramarine blue and cerulean blue, right? And as you can see, there's kind of a temperature difference between the two of them. Ultramarine feels more warm, more inviting, especially Mm -hmm. when you set it off against the cerulean blue, which is a little cooler and it pulls back.
0: Okay, so when you paint your like, it actually affects it uh, like distance and stuff. It can. Okay.
1: Another part of it too is mixing mixing um, in paint. There's two types. There's broadly speaking, there's Organic pigments okay. and inorganic pigments. So organic pigments are made from carbon, and they're relative. They're very recent, you know, in the spectrum of time. Okay. So, I'll, so for example, that'd be thalocyanine cyanine blue, uh, eralid yellow, um, quinacridone red, um, dioxazine violet. Wow. Oh, I'm blanking on the third one. There's a thalo green. Okay. And then on the other side, the inorganic is all made from minerals like um, cadmium, cobalt, cerulean. Okay. Um, green rust.
0: Yeah. So the mineral ones. Here's here's what I I you know what I, I I took a class called the history of science mm-hmm. in college. I would like to take that class again, right? Uh, forever, <laughs> so that I could uh, understand. How people discovered science. Yes. And uh, but uh, the th- but the crazy thing is is like to discover minerals and to find uses for minerals that weren't artistic.
1: I know. Isn't it crazy?
0: That is crazy. It's like who's okay. So you're wandering around and you're like, well, I'm going to try and eat this. And you're like, well, that's dirt. Yes. And you're like, is it dirt? It isn't. This dirt tastes different than this other dirt. And then somebody else goes. Yeah, but look at how weird that looks when you mix it with water or you mix it with oil exactly Weird.
1: and then there's other other minerals that when you that are beneficial if you put them in your mouth like I can't think of any no, pretty, pretty much every single is. every single every single pill that you
0: swallow is a mineral of some sort oh right because uh you, right because we're supposed to get trace minerals out of food right it's because people love to do things like put things in their mouth. Exactly. And then other and things they high. like to do is, uh, is mix things with water. And then other people like to light things on fire. Yes. So uh, of those three things.
1: <laughs> well, no, because it, the, 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 it, 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 it works beautifully because with cadmium. Right. Cadmium usually comes out yellow when you crush it and, then do, and add some other, other materials. But if you if you heat it and add a chemical called selenium, you get cadmium red.
0: Okay, which is weird. One,
1: which is one reason why cadmium red is a lot warmer than other ones. Because you heated it? Because it's because it's based off of a yellow.
0: Oh, Okay. Oh, I see. So the yeah. So the reds. So okay. All right. So what are the yellows that you have? The well, cadmium yellow.
1: Cadmium yellow, and the other one is a Hansa yellow. And I've just brought it brought it here mostly to kind of demonstrate comfort or temperature temperature variance. Right. We got a nice little warm yellow right there. That's cadmium. Uh, yeah, that's cadmium.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then this one here is a Hansa.
0: Hansa. Yep. H a n s a. Yep. Of?
1: All right. Its technical chemical name is uh, air lead. Okay. Um, there's a derivative and called
0: diater.
1: Yep. As you can see here, a little cooler. This one leans a little more towards green. Right. Whereas oh, yeah. this one leads leads a little more towards towards orange. Wow. That neat? yeah. And then there's there's uh, theories about color making. There's a great book by Michael Wilcox called uh, "Yellow and Blue Don't Make Green."
0: Yellow and blue don't make green,
1: right? And okay. he's it sounds like a contradiction, but he's basically saying if you're mixing like organic pigments together, you're not probably not going to get nearly nearly the same as if you crossed cross mixed them with an inorganic.
0: Okay, took an organic to and to get, an inorganic to make another color,
1: right? To make it more. Luscious.
0: Okay. Okay. It's got more depth than
1: exactly. So, like for example, let's take some cadmium cadmium yellow here, right? And let's mix it with some with some um, oh shoot with some ultramarine blue here. Mm hmm.
0: Yellow and blue. Right. That's green.
1: that That makes that sure makes it green. But let's try mixing cadmium with oh wait shoot just realize something that this is a this is not true cerulean it's a it's a mixture oh it is right but it's pretty green it give you a nice different different effect out of it
0: yeah it's a different green right okay this is
1: going to sound really interesting over the well i don't audio. know like
0: so the cerulean in, is that the organic or is that the m- mineral
1: well normally cerulean would be a mineral but this is what's called a hue Yeah. which means that it's a mixture let's see this one is Thalo blue and titanium light. Okay. So
0: it's not it's not
1: it's, pure. A, it's not as special.
0: Okay, <laughs> you sound disappointed. I it a isn't little... exactly what I was looking for. So talk to me about yes. about this love of of color and paint and where it, I mean, I mean you have obviously we've been talking right. for some years right about you being on the Dork forest and you're like I can I got I love art supplies I just I love them and I was like. Well, I don't know what that is. Uh, what do you mean you love art supplies? And and I had someone on the show a couple of weeks ago who was really into stationery.
1: Yes. Uh, uh, Deborah
0: t- De Giovanni.
1: Right. Um, I, and then previously, jo- uh, Jim Coughlin. Right, where he's talking about A4 paper.
0: <laughs> At length. It, it
1: really was such a great episode because he, he, he explained it so perfectly. Oh, yeah? It's one of those things where I kind of knew what A4 was. Oh, right. But then split it in half and yeah. it's the exact same proportion.
0: Oh, right! It's the only thing that can oh. be that 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 can be. Every time you fold it in half, it's completely proportional. Exactly, that's right. That is right. I forgot about that. And the thing about the dork force is, I learn things, and then it's like a sieve. Exactly, and it keeps going, keeps going right out, right out the other ear. But then I am reminded, so uh, right. it's good. So what's the history of the art supplies? Why?
1: Why art? Supplies? How did it get
0: it? How did it, how did it happen?
1: Well, I've been drawing since I could breathe.
0: Right. Okay. Fair well, presumably. Enough. Right. I, presumably,
1: someone had to some sort of. There's a few. The first three years, I can't remember.
0: Right. It's all a blur.
1: Because I, because by you were by, drunk. Evol- yes, I was drunk. Very, very drunk.
0: Drunk on go, power. I had to go through baby AA. <laughs> <laughs> And it's steverobbinsart.com, right? Yes, steverobbinsart.com. and it has your art. Yep. there, and it has uh, access to you know, so people can see the kind of work you've done. And we met really, I mean, through comedy because you did, and and you have done art for Pete Lee. Yep, and oh, I should
1: uh, after the show, I'll show you the picture. Did I, did I email it to you?
0: Um, you didn't. You okay, did I'll the, show you the picture of it. The, the, the graphic that you did for one of Pete's t shirts.
1: Yeah, right? it With was your a t shirt, and that was a great episode too. With Pete, yeah, oh yeah. Did you listen to the
0: Bent Washburn one about fine art?
1: Yes, um, a couple times.
0: Oh, okay, fair um, enough.
1: I'm, I'm kind of the I'm kind of the Dark Forest fan that listens to it over and over and saying, oh, if only I was the third mic.
0: <laughs> oh right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's the thing is you like to pipe in, and it's and it's but it is it's fun because you get and you know there is a oh by the way there's a Facebook page. uh for Rangers of the Dork Forest if I you want to have dialogue.
1: I think I was I think I've connected to
0: that. And it's and it's uh it was fan started, so I didn't start it, but um, right. I I've been made an administrator, so <laughs> I can approve your if you wish to join.
1: You can you can you can be the jackass alert.
0: I could yes, and I what I could probably shut you down too if if, the, if it got ugly. But here. so far it's been uh, very supportive. Right. So, uh Yeah, no, no no assholes. Not yet, not yet. All not good. Yet. Or if they are, they're hiding it. Yes. So, um, so you've been painting since you were little. (laughs) It can't be. be. So yeah, so you've been doing art forever.
1: Right. And went to college in 2005 at Minneapolis College of Art and Design. Okay. And graduated just about the time the economy crashed with a degree in comic book art.
0: Oh my god and uh which is which is already a money maker. In yes. 1997 it was a, it was an opportunity to become a millionaire.
1: Right. Now but, it's uh but now it's it's one of those things where if I had to do it again, I'd still do it again. Well, because yeah. you're learning draftsmanship, typography, character design, narrative, um com- some computer work. Okay. You know, so it's all in there Paper Composition, making. graphic design.
0: Right. So, wait, uh, so, so did you learn, did, did you work on computer, like the computer programs and all that? A little bit. Oh, not as much. You're mostly Mostly hands on?
1: uh, Photoshop and Illustrator, Adobe Illustrator, but not InDesign, and that's something I'm kicking myself for not taking an InDesign class.
0: Okay. Okay. And, but you know, still available probably. Exactly. And, uh, but the, uh, so, so you just drew all through life. Mm -hmm. And then, what, what did you, what did you originally work in?
1: Um, mostly pen. Okay. The, uh, this segues to another art supply. Okay, please do. This right here.
0: This little number?
1: This is the Pentel Pocket Brush Pen.
0: Pentel Pocket Brush Pen. It is
1: amazing.
0: It's the best pen ever?
1: Yeah, it is the best, best pen ever. The store I work at, we were the first store in the country to import these.
0: Okay, where are they from? Uh, Japan. Okay.
1: It'll be obvious in a second. And what
0: is the store that you... uh... Wet Paint. And it's here in Minneapolis?
1: Yeah, uh, St. Paul. Oh, it's in St. Paul. On Grand Avenue, 1684 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. And it
0: is an art supply store?
1: It is an art supply store. All right. An independent art supply store.
0: Is that 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 not done?
1: Uh, No, there's plenty of independent art stores, but an independent art store owned by a woman.
0: Okay. (laughs) You're like, and a black woman with a limp. Oh, that would
1: be awesome. It would be the
0: best if she were only a lesbian. Anyway, so what... So this is a, and it's gonna become obvious because the Japanese thing is gonna become obvious because
1: Look at that. The cool thing about it is it's an actual hairbrush. So it was designed in Japan for doing calligraphy.
0: Okay, and doing Japanese characters.
1: Exactly. Okay. And then some or some, some fella came back from Japan and said, Take a look at this. This thing is amazing. Let me grab you a different sketchbook for that. Okay. Because this one's actually, this one, is, it would be terrible to try it, try it out on.
0: Oh, and I wouldn't really get the real feel for it?
1: Oh no, no. And it's so called a Pentel? Pentel is the brand. Okay. Um, he comes back from Japan saying, Ch- take a look at this. Can we get more of this? And we, we said, of oh. course we can. And then it exploded. <gasps> um, in Minneapolis, there's the international comics conspiracy. Um, of bunch of bunch of a bunch of great artists in the Twin Cities. Okay, try this one. This one might be might have a little more ink in it. And they do a lot of independent stuff. People like Xander Cannon, um, Kevin Cannon, not related. Oh, really? You, you'd recognize some of their work. And no, their artists? They're very very good artists. Yeah. What was her name? Loopy. Oh, I'm blanking on how to pronounce her last name. Um, A lot of really great artists in the Twin Cities, and they all meet up like every third Thursday to just draw comics. And every single, yeah, and every single one of them was like, "We need this pen," and it just and
0: and this is actual hair, artificial hair. Oh, I was going to say, what's happening? No, is there? um, Because I saw good hair by.
1: this is actual hair.
0: That's actual hair. Yeah, yeah that, this is a brush.
1: Yep, this is a Windsor Newton Series Seven brush. Yes, which it is. is. Not my favorite of the sable brushes, but it's a very, it's a very, it's a very lovely one. Um, it's made from sable hair. Uh, sable is kind of like a skunk from. Would you like some ink?
0: I was just gonna touch it, and uh, it's all right. I, I use a little ink, I guess.
1: Yeah, that'll be a, fun. A sable is kind of like a skunk from Russia. And the neat thing about it is that its tail hair, the male's tail hair, is curved in such a way that when it's positioned by hand, it'll immediately snap to a point. Oh, okay. So you don't have to. Um, so you don't have to keep uh, fussing over getting that nice, uh, delightful point. Yeah,
0: yeah. So this is an this sable, the animal, the mm-hmm. sable, has hair, and of course they're just shaving. The animal and then releasing them back into the wild.
1: Oh, that would be wonderful, but Wouldn't no, that? no. Um, sadly,
0: that is not actually what's happening. the
1: uh, <laughs> The truth of the the truth is that the uh, fur industry is still very much alive and and <laughs> sure. peasants and peasants still rely on eating eating sable.
0: Oh, oh, and they're edible as well.
1: Uh, presumably, though, I don't think it tastes very good.
0: Well, and peasants, of course, don't care. Uh, no, because it turns out, especially in Russia, where they're hungry. Exactly, they're hungry folk, and. Uh, this is all that's left of eighth grade science. Oh, that's great! It's my Snoopy and uh, and uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, Woodstock. Woodstock. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, and, that is awesome. There you go.
1: Well, it's like one of those things where I was going to ask, "Can you draw a stick figure?" And you're and the answer is well, clearly you good.
0: Clearly, I can. I can do. I can do. Um, I took a couple of art classes in uh, in college. I wanted to take art in in high school, but. Um, a couple of siblings above mine, you know. You ever Stand by Me? Darlon Russell. Uh, Russell decided that he was going to go to college, and right. my older brothers uh, Terry, Philip, and Scott fell into the "We're going to take shop, we're going to," you know,
1: kind of meatheadish.
0: Right, well, yeah, and they they weren't allowed to take uh, you know any any science or or English or advanced uh, classes because it's a factory town. So everybody had a had sort of a track that they were on. Right. So my three oldest brothers were put on the factory track and so they took shop and woodworking and all the the that kind of stuff and they could take art mm-hmm. um Russ was like no I need to take calculus and I need to take chemistry and I need to take um english for college because I'm going to college. And right. they're like, nah, you're not going to go to college. And he's like, I'm going to be taking these things. And so he made them let him take them. Right. And then my sister had to have the fight as well. <laughs> so by the time they got to me, they were like, oh, you college track. And I was like, well, I wanted to take, could I not take shop and art? And they're like, mm, no, you're going to take uh, geometry. And then and okay. I failed trigonometry. I'll play the trumpet. I guess I'll not be in the band or whatever. But... Yeah, so that's. I mean, that's. So I didn't get to take as much art as I wanted to take. Mm. So I did take a little art in college, and um, and I, lo- I I genuinely love drawing. Oh, that's great. Yeah.
1: So. Well, it's, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, as an art supply salesman, people yes. every day people come in and say, "Well, I can't draw anything but a stick figure or a smiley face."
0: Yeah. You're
1: halfway there. Yeah. Cause think about it. Um, I'm going to draw a stick figure here, and then I'm going to blow your mind with it.
0: All right, he's about to blow my mind with a stick figure.
1: Well, here we got stick figure. Right, circle, Circle, line, line another two lines, and another line for his arms.
0: Oh, a straight across line for the arms.
1: Right. Okay. I'm going for the uh, the French version.
0: Okay, the, all right, that is a French gentleman. Right, a Man- lady.
1: He represents mankind. Okay. We recognize it as a human. Yes. I'm drawing a triangle around it. Yep. Now it's a men's bathroom.
0: Oh right. Now it's the men's bathroom. I do it again? Yep, yep. Put Women's restroom. Oh. Oh really? Is it uh
1: Yep, it's it's a circle.
0: It's always a circle and the men's is always a triangle?
1: Exactly. I've been saying oh, that a lot. I wonder. Put a diamond around it? Crosswalk.
0: It is a crosswalk.
1: Oh, and you're yeah. communicating an idea so simply. Right. And it's wonderful to see people make that little <gasps> Which I just did exactly. You just blew my mind. You are correct. <laughs> well, here's another one. You know, it's like something so abstract, like two dots, right? A semicircle and another circle, and okay. we got a smiley face,
0: right? We
1: recognize that as a face, yeah. And it's incredible because I mean, that's why we read comics.
0: Right, because because they're
1: so abstracted, we can see ourselves in it. We look at the smiley face and we smile. Okay, and we're we're able to identify it because we're smiling and getting good feelings from our from, right, a, right. from deep inside our animal head.
0: Right, because that doesn't look like anyone I know. No, no, no. That is that is not but a recognizable human. But for some reason, I recognize it as a person. Right. Okay.
1: And then imagine, if you will, if if. If we ever merge with the computer, okay. Suddenly, every single one of us. As I just say, of course. Every single one of us will become that. Oh, because it's emoticon. Emoticon. If you turn it, we're all becoming the computer.
0: We're all becoming the computer. All right, I lo- you lost me, and why are we <laughs> become the computer?
1: Um, I'm just. I, I love transhumanism. Um, where? What's transhumanism? Transhumanism is where we're merging with the computer. Okay. So, uh, about a week, week or two ago, this um, this university was able to make a prosthetic, and they put it on the soldier, and they had him hold on to something, and he felt it. Oh, really? He had lost his arm somewhere overseas. Right. They put a prosthetic on it, mm-hmm. co- hooked up some wires, and he was able to feel touching some surface.
0: Wait, he got sensory touch from the prosthetic that led to the nerve endings, which, led, had, to which led to his head, his brain,
1: exactly. And so he
0: could actually—could he feel you know. like the end of it and stuff? And yep. he could know where things ended. And
1: well, I don't know if you, if you're like how, like, how
0: sensitive it. Was. I don't know
1: how sensitive it was. Like if you took like a pen and.
0: And him, him with he it?
1: probably wouldn't feel it, but the fact is he could feel squeezing something or touching something. Okay. And that's incredible. That is incredible. Or a few years ago, they had this, um, what's his face? Uh, he, well, what was his problem? He had, he was quadriplegic. He couldn't feel from the neck down. Okay. They connected some diodes to his head and had him con- contemplate a sentence. Okay. For like an hour. And then it appeared on screen.
0: Oh, weird. So he was able to think. That's the think system. Exactly. Did you ever see (laughs) The Music Man, Uh, which is uh, Robert Preston? I've seen the
1: play. I haven't seen the movie.
0: Well, it's the same. Right, right. Right, but the uh, the think system (coughs) is when he's got the band, right, and he's trying to teach people how to play their instruments. Right. But he doesn't know how to read music. So he's (laughs) like, you just think the minuet in D and then you'll be able to play the minuet in d and it works
1: exactly <laughs> i mean if you if if you believe you can do it you can make it happen
0: right right and so the, that's transhumanism is
1: is beca- is merging with the computer is though.
0: merging with the computer and an emoticon is doing that to some extent just because we all relate to that exactly okay
1: so a great example of transhumanism is the is the um, the final question or the last question by um, isaac asimov which is um, he's a he's a science fiction writer.
0: No, no, no. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I know. Uh, <laughs> what is the last question? Um, how,
1: is that the, the the last question? Is how can we reverse entropy? Do you mind if I spoil it? No. Um, uh, uh, spoilers d- alert. I'll be, I'll be about two minutes.
0: <laughs> in a, yes, in about two minutes. There is this an Isaac Asimov book? A S- uh, short story. Short story, and the name of that short story is
1: the the last question, okay. or it might be the final question. I'm not right. entirely sure. Sure. Um, but it's it basically. You're following humanity through different epochs of time. Okay. Where they're relating to the great computer, AM. It's like automated machine, and then it becomes something else. Right. And they ask the question, how could entropy be reversed? Because eventually the stars will die. Mm-hmm. All of our energy will die. Humanity will die. Well, no one wants or No one wants to die. We want to keep living, right? Right. So every time, they, they come up to the computer and say, how can reverse entropy? Right. And finally finally um finally humanity starts merging together with 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 the computer they kind of become spirits of of being kind of like q okay they're able to become one being and they ask the computer who's separate in a in a different plane of existence the cloud the cloud yeah <laughs> you just blew my mind
0: <laughs> why cuz Isaac Asimov just predicted the cloud he did predict the cloud oh my god that's he, awesome he so pred- he predicted an offsite server <sighs>
1: In hyperspace. In
0: hyperspace. We're
1: not quite there yet. But, no. But anyway, they they keep asking. They finally ask the question. You know, the stars are dying. Is there any way to reverse the entropy and keep this keep the universe alive? And the computer says, "Well, I don't have I, insufficient data to provide a meaningful answer." Okay. And then fi- finally, humanity asks, "Will you will you try to find one?" And it's and the computer says, "Sure." So humanity dies. The star the stars are dead. The universe is dead. Okay. Which is which kind of dates the time when this uh, short story was written. How so? Uh, because now we have an expanding universe theory. Okay. Um, the idea is that...
0: E- that it's infinitely expanding. Yeah,
1: it's, it's always going to expand. Okay. There's, there's, n- there's never going to be a moment where the universe... Just is struck. dead. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, the computer still exists for some reason, mm-hmm. and it ponders it ponders how to reverse entropy. Mm-hmm. It spends an epoch. Yes. It spends an eon. To us, it could be a minute or it could be a, it could be a thousand lifetimes. Right. And finally, it figures it out, and it puts all of the components of the function together, or or the program together, and then executes it. And the execution is, let there be light. Oh. So imagine, for example, if we merge with a godlike computer, we can become
0: god. Right, right. Wow, Isaac Asimov! I
1: know isn't that is that a giant,
0: giant set of cojones. Uh, he's like, yes. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but uh, I know how to invent God. Yes. Is uh, is what it is. That's that's amazing. Okay, all right, all right. So that was the. Uh, all right, you can come back now. Yes. You can Come back now yes. to, uh, to the to I'm the. I'm done. T- I'm
1: done spoiling a fifty year
0: old. I'll put it. The, I'll put it in the. I'll put it in the notes. <laughs> I probably should have said this before, uh, in the because I'll put in the notes the time code, and then when you can come back if you want to read the book. So as as you were right. So
1: um, let's go all the way back to lapis uh, lazuli again. Yeah, yeah. So they figured out how to make um, how to make ultramarine blue. Okay. Out of steel, so all of a sudden you didn't need to spend millions of billions and billions of dollars on on lapis lazuli, which could only be found in Afghanistan. Really? Right. It's okay. like the only source for thousands and thousands of years was Afghanistan. They they found a. They recently found a strain in Chile. Okay. Or Chile, like a hundred years ago, they found out that there's lapis there too. But still, right. you know, you can only find it in one. It's place. just the
0: two places now.
1: And without ultramarine blue, I, fe- I feel. Without ultramarine blue, there wouldn't have been an impressionist movement.
0: Okay. Which wow. is
1: um, which is like Picasso. Or no 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 not Picasso um, Van Gogh, um, Manet, Manet, Monet.
0: Okay, the uh, dot people.
1: Uh, George Surratt, Yep, he was definitely one of them. Okay. Um, because they're trying to get the feeling of light and of of atmosphere. Right. But you need a lot of blue for that too. Okay. Well, if you if you have to spend an arm and a leg and your your wife's arm and leg and your children's arm and leg and to get any blue at all. And how about another leg for a blue? Right. You couldn't do it.
0: Right. So. Um, so when so, they they figured out the rust thing. There right. could be another blue. Yep. And the creation of color since then, I mean, there's got to be a lot of synthetic colors, right? Oh yeah,
1: I'd say um, the art the artistic paint or artistic paint is um, is built on the back of the automotive industry.
0: Oh really? Oh yeah.
1: Like there's a color called pyrrole red. Um, it's p y r o o or o l l i think okay um it is uh it is a uh, is Fer- it a good red it's ferrari red okay it's literally ferrari red okay and we wouldn't have that unless it was somebody trying to figure out how to make a paint that would stay on a car that would be un- under the sun oh okay cuz if the if the red you know faded yeah well you're kind of screwed
0: right right and that's not a fun car anymore oh
1: no, no it's right. it's an unsexy car C- cars
0: were initially like Carriages and stuff like that, they were often black. Just black. Just black. And then, like, if you wanted it to be something fancy, you'd have to figure out something, I suppose. (sighs) If it's going to sit outside and not be protected at all. Exactly. Interesting. Okay. It's sort of like the uh, the Defense Department creating video games.
1: Exactly. Good for them. Jeez, I've been saying exactly a lot.
0: Yeah. But, you know, it's a... Things are exact, exact, and uh, you have paint, right? You have pens, right? What other things? Is there paper that's exciting? Well, uh,
1: plenty of that I, but I have not brought a whole bunch. Sure, but the uh, who are your favorites? Well, one of well, I did bring a little bit. This is a, this is a pad of Lana Aquarelle by Fabriano, or no, no, um, no, by Lana. Sorry, I thought this was something else. Um, this is a hundred and forty cold press. Oh, excuse me. Cold press watercolor paper. Okay, and you need you need watercolor paper if you're doing watercolor, right? Because it's specially sized with a gelatin that keeps it from warping.
0: It's sized. What is that?
1: Um, usually it means that it's a treatment or something. Yeah, it's coated, or sometimes it's internally sized, which means that um that it that the solution the paper pulp solution has uh, additive to it. Okay, and. Because if it wasn't there, if you got it wet, it would warp all over the place, right? Or disintegrate. Or disintegrate. Yeah. Well, because the thing is, when paper gets wet, what paper is is a whole bunch of little fiber strands. What is are, paper? What is fiber?
0: Paper? Stra- fiber strands of what?
1: Um, usually wood pulp. Cloth. Wood no pulp, wood.
0: Wood That's pulp right. nowadays.
1: <laughs> but yes. the good paper is made from cotton. Okay. Um, and then Asian paper is usually made from mulberry trees. Um, Look, to tree's um, and sometimes bamboo, but not very effectively. Oh, really? Yeah, bamboo is terrible for right for for commercial I'm, paper. Okay, because
0: they were probably trying to use bamboo because bamboo grows like a weed. Exactly. And uh, hardwood, I'm sure, makes beautiful paper, but it takes you 300 years to have that tree. Right. Not so worth the, not worth
1: the investment. <laughs> it doesn't
0: seem like you want to turn that into paper.
1: But the wool fiber strands are all hooking onto each other, kind of like Velcro. Okay. And when you get the paper wet, they swell. Okay. Now if
0: they expand. They expand. Of course,
1: that makes sense. And then when the when the water evaporates, they kind of flump back into place.
0: Okay. So they contract again, but not necessarily in the same place. I get it. And
1: that's what causes the paper to warp. Okay. So with with proper watercolor paper, when the when the strands expand, they're more likely to get back into place.
0: Okay, because they've been treated in, with with something that will make it happen. Make it happen. Okay. So, because there's there's, you know there's there's paper for, for drawing with uh, watercolor. And right. Then there's paper, and then canvas was used. This is a here's a gaping hole in my <laughs> education. I don't know anything about art. Okay. So, uh, but ca- they they used canvas for for oils, right? And for paintings. Yep. And what is canvas made out of? Cotton. It's mostly just it's well, mostly it,
1: you, you, usually it's usually it's cotton. Um, okay. But there's also some made from linen. Okay. Um, the linen tends to be a lot more expensive because it, for some reason, it just feels better with oil paint.
0: Oh, it just plays better. Like, yeah. It, it
1: flows all over it a little nicer. Because oil paint is what what makes it oil paint is that it's pigment and a non-drying vegetable oil. Oh. So usually, usually it's linseed oil. Linseed oil is the most popular one. Okay. And then they I'm sometimes a soda. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes it's linse- most of the time it's linseed oil. Sometimes it's walnut oil. Sometimes it's poppy oil or safflower oil. But usually linseed oil.
0: And to make oil, yes, <laughs> you have to press nuts. Exactly. If I am correct,
1: <laughs> walnuts and cashews. Right, right. <laughs> Things
0: have to be. You apply pressure, and the liquid that comes out of those nuts create an oil. Exactly. Okay. And uh, all right. So if you you're, you don't know the, the the process to make oil. Off no, no, um, me either. Okay, fair <laughs> okay. enough. Okay, well I'll get an oil uh, dork on one
1: day. That would be awesome. It would be kind of awesome, wouldn't it? The um, so when you put linseed oil on linen, it just feels better because it's like on like. Okay. You can certainly put um, oil paint on cotton
0: mm-hmm.
1: on primed co- or on acrylic primed cotton. Right. But if you're putting it on oil primed linen, it just has a more sensual. Realness to it. I'm, right. Your listeners can't can't see it, but I'm making a vague hand gesture. Oh, I think they can describe. hear it. Oh, they can
0: totally feel <laughs> your your
1: enthusiasm. It <laughs> you just yeah yeah. Um, whereas, uh, and basically, what you're doing is you're waiting for the oil and the paint to rot. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Because mm-hmm. it's like if you put a piece of or put a cup of uh, of cooking oil or vegetable oil on a on a windowsill counter, yeah. and just let it let it alone for a couple of weeks, it's gonna be hard as a rock.
0: Oh, it'll solidify.
1: Right. So you're waiting for um, it for the uh, for
0: oxygen to oh. harden the linseed oil, which has the pigment in it. Which has the pigment. So that's why you can continue to paint over oil paintings for weeks on end. Like you're like yep. it's not done yet. It's, it's not, not done, done yet. yet. Not done and yet. then you have to wait for it to dry.
1: Mm-hmm. Which could be about maybe six months to a year.
0: It could take it could take as long as a year for a for a painting to well, it, dry. Could,
1: ta- it could take maybe two months for the painting to dry, but six months to a year if you want to varnish it.
0: Uh, you do, oh, put something sort of a clear varnish over it to preserve it to protect it. Yep. Okay.
1: Because did they
0: do that with a lot of paintings?
1: Uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's it's gotten safer to do it, it, to use varnishes and to use mineral spirits to clean off your clean the paint up. But um, I lost my train of thought.
0: Yeah, okay, so here's my question. Yes. Mm, Mona Lisa. Right. When was that painted offhand? (sighs) Was it 20th century?
1: No, no, it was
0: Rembrandt, right?
1: No, it was Da Vinci. <laughs> it, was, like, it was. Da Vinci. Um, <laughs> it was. Uh,
0: yeah, it was gonna be uh, yeah. Wasn't,
1: yeah. That a, wasn't that? Wasn't
0: that Hockney? Who did that? And uh, Ooh, so Hockney's
1: still alive. He I loves, know Hockney he loves, is He mother loves well. this brand.
0: He does. Oh, Hockney enjoys a uh, uh, Michael Harding. Michael Harding, the 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 brand of of David Hockney. Uh, uh, is yes. it David Hockney?
1: David Hockney. Loves Good for his me. Brand.
0: See, see, I know some things. Yeah, but I just couldn't remember
1: Da Vinci. Uh... Yeah, he painted it about oh mid fifteen hundreds.
0: And I saw a bunch of them. I went to I I went to Italy, and uh, I wasn't impressed. We oh, (laughs)
1: Uh, oh, with the Mona Lisa, the Mona Lisa.
0: Well, oh, I didn't see the Mona Lisa because I've never been to France. (sighs) But uh, I did go. uh, I saw a lot of Botticelli's. Oh, that I saw a lot of. uh, I saw the David, and I saw um, some stuff like that. But um, the outdoor David or the indoor David? The indoor David. I saw the outdoor David too, but. saw the indoor David like a fancy person. And uh, and then I saw a bunch of... Um, you're not an animal. You're I'm aren't. not an animal. I, I went around the whole thing and I saw other things in marble <laughs> yes. that he had also done. But um, back in the 1500s, did they varnish? I think so. Yeah?
1: And I'm that, not an art historian, so I... Okay, I, so,
0: oh, it, art, so art history would, would be more knowledgeable about that.
1: Right. I'm more knowledgeable about
0: materials right and the restoration process that they are constantly talking about you know we're gonna restore this is sometimes um, removing varnish sometimes
1: up or, or cleaning up or repainting some of it um, and then revarnishing it okay so like like 20 years ago this Japanese company um, uh, renovated the uh, or restored the uh, Sistine Chapel okay and they took out like two inches worth of soot oh right it was right, and now if you go to it, it just doesn't feel the same. If you've seen photographs of it that were taken right. like 40 years ago, it's like, oh, this is
0: super Disney. bright. Yeah, yeah, it's super bright and amazing. Yeah, exactly. It's like um, if you go to a Central uh, in in New York City, right. there's a train station, and it's uh, it's a central hub of Many trains. Grand Any Central idea? Station? Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a it's a little game of uh, of wordplay, and uh, great. people are yelling. It's Grand Central Station. Twelve minutes ago. Jeez, Jackie. Jackie come oh, on, man. And uh, but Grand Central Station, they redid the the ceilings. Mm. They cleaned off all the cigarette smoke. Oh, and they left gosh. about. They left a brick. They left a brick. The original black. Oh. And you're like, oh, and it's so gorgeous. 'Cause the, they, it was beautiful stonework that they cleared up and, and made pretty. All
1: those wonderful Irish immigrants.
0: Right, there was there were the Irish, there were the, the Italians, Italians, there was the Greeks. Hey. Hey, we got everybody. And uh, you got the Jews, you got people. People are coming and going. It's America. Wow. So what uh we got we got like ten minutes here.
1: Right. Well I was gonna s I was gonna describe two more or one or two more um uh, pigments here that I got from
0: Right, the one that Hockney
1: likes. You, you, uh, you pulled them. Actually, I was gonna, I was gonna describe the, uh, I was gonna show, the, show you this afterward because it's, okay. it's 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 a visual thing. Okay, this one really is a visual thing. Okay, but there is two more watercolors I wanted to show you. The first one I think was this one here,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and this one is a is a, the pigment is called catlinite. Okay, and C it, uh, yes, uh, C A T L i n i t e, I think. Okay. And um, it's named after an artist whose name was Catlin. Okay. But it's better known as Pipestone, oh. Minnesota Pipestone.
0: Minnesota Pipestone color. What's cool
1: about it is, um, you, I was going to ask, do you have any tribal blood in you? But you're, then, if you if you or I tried to mine this pigment, we'd go to jail and spe, and have a huge fine.
0: Oh, you're talking about this is Native American Pipestone. Exa-
1: yes. Because
0: it's, it's what they used to make the pipes, pipes of. out of, yeah. And because and of, only they can do it,
1: only they can do it. And if and if you, so it's
0: only the Lakota mostly too, right? Yep, or Daco- I,
1: it's, yeah, the the, the the Lakota. So, this, so what's wonderful about it is there's nothing saying that the tribe can't sell it.
0: Right, So right.
1: They,
0: uh Yes, and, and uh, they have a it turns vector. out the Native Americans would also like to make a living. Exactly. So they're willing to, uh, they'll, they'll go salmon fishing for us, and they will get you an eagle feather if you need it, right. and uh, they'll get you some pipestone.
1: And then spend some money at Mystic.
0: There's some justice. So those are all different watercolors that you're doing?
1: Yes, I'm trying to find the, there, there's one more that is really spectacular.
0: So that pipestone has been ground down from an actual pipestone? Yep. And and made into made into watercolor. Yep, I think okay.
1: it's, I think the one that I was looking for was this one here. Yep, and that's made from crushed amethyst. Oh, okay. And amethyst is a is a quartzite, right? So it's very very beautiful, um, uh, violet. Okay. And that's what's amazing is that you can make make made out of anything because with this brand here, Daniel Smith, nobody else makes amethyst.
0: Oh no, that's just them. Exactly. Why is, it's so why cool. not because it's expensive or it's just something that they only they uh, bothered to do and the
1: second one the because um, I mean everyone makes thaloyanine blue everyone makes ultrarine blue okay. everyone makes cerulean and cobalt blue okay nobody else makes lapis okay nobody else makes lapis
0: and nobody else makes this the amethyst either
1: exactly there is okay uh, one one more um, uh, color story. The um, there's a there's a there's a pigment out there or there's a color out there called Indian yellow. Okay, and it's kind of an orangey yellowish color. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of it, it. It would look kind of like a dip that you'd see at a Mexican restaurant. Okay, um, and the story behind it is if you ever see somebody say I've got genuine Indian yellow, call the police. Why? Because it's made from <laughs> made from cow urine. Oh really? Yep. What they would? Do- Why would that be against the law? Well, it's inhumane. Oh, is it? Yeah, because what the process of making Indian yellow is that they would force feed these. Cat- this is like hundred hundred years ago.
0: Right, right. You know, or
1: like eighteen. As opposed
0: to veal, which is happening yeah. as we speak. Right. Okay. <laughs> and- <laughs>
1: Murder. Delicious. This <Isn't laughs> it? Smacking yeah. good fun for the whole family.
0: And uh, the goose
1: liver. Mm. But go ahead. But anyway, they would force feed these cattle to uh, mangoes, and they would keep them from urinating. Oh, and then after, and then then finally, when they figured mm. you're good enough, they would let the cow pee, and then okay. they would mix the the urine, which is this, you know, it's kind of gross to say, but this really gorgeous amber yellow, you know, orangey okay. amber yellow. They'd mix it with river water or river mud, okay, and then they would ship it to Europe, and then they would grind it down and make it into paint.
0: Okay, what is paint? Is there a famous painting that has oh, that color several, in it? Painting
1: several, um, anything
0: offhand. What's the name of it again? Indian Yellow. What I can do is I can Google Indian Yellow and then famous painting. Yes. And uh, or Hello Rangers of the Dark Forest. You can do it, uh, but I'll give it a shot too. But please, no spam. I don't. And, uh, I don't. I don't
1: want to be told I'm wrong.
0: No. Pull, well, and the thing is, is it's a it's a it's a great story, even if you are wrong. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so um so the what, what kind of art do you do? What's your art? Well, me... SteveRobbinsArt.com.
1: Well, right now I've been spending the last year working on this. This is a card game, a game of advertising mascots. Yep, um, I'm hoping to. I'm, what I'm planning on doing is releasing this, or I'm doing a Kickstarter campaign to print it. To print it, yeah. To, to
0: make it, okay. It's pretty cool.
1: Now, that's a that's a prototype box, but right. What I what I what I love advertising mascots too. Yeah, and this is a game that uses the broad appeal of certain advertising mascot types.
0: Right. Um, so,
1: by the way, it's called Adman.
0: It's a right, right, yeah. It's a Adman with an exclamation point. What's more recognizable than a cartoon mascot selling you sugary cereal in a world flooded with advertisements? It's these goofy characters that catch our attention quickest. In Adman, you take on the role of an advertising executive using cartoon mascots to gain control of client product accounts. But beware, so are your opponents. Use the best mascots you have to get those products first. Adman contains 60 original mascots and over 30 products to compete for, as well as additional rules for modified play. Oh, that sounds super fun! Yeah, yeah. I've have got
1: a prototype copy that you can take if you would like. Oh my God! Hello, I, I can't I can't give you this mm-hmm. one because it's oh no 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 this is uh, a, I've this only this is got
0: two. Oh yeah, this is a uh, oh awesome. Uh, you know who will appreciate that, Andy Ashcraft. Andy Ashcraft, uh, he will like that a great deal. And uh, it's super. Did you ever see a, a Rock Hudson Doris Day movie? No, <laughs> a, a, a VIP. VIP. Yeah, it's a uh, it's called a uh, Lover Come Back, possibly. No, um, I've not heard of that. It is, it's an ad, it's a, it's a, it's a very funny, very light Rock Hudson Doris Day movie. Mm-hmm. And I believe it is Lover Come Back. <laughs> um, it's, because there's several of them. There's three or four of them, Pillow Talk and whatever. But um, he's an ad, they're both in advertising. And he creates a product called VIP that doesn't exist. <laughs> and then he has to get someone to create the product because otherwise it's not truth in advertising. And, um, the, the, and I, I do not wish to destroy the, uh, I, there will be no spoiler.
1: No. You should see it. The, um, that reminds me a little bit of a DuckTales episode I saw back in the day. Yeah. Where one of the characters creates this product called PEP and nobody knows what it is. Right. And then they figure out, oh, okay, um, it's
0: bubblegum that makes you float. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and Vip is, um. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It Like, pep you would think, oh, it maybe it'll pep you up or something. But, Vip um, gives you zip. Vip gives you zip is one of, I believe, the advertising slogans. Oh, so,
1: oh does, that's awesome. So is Adman
0: on SteveRobbinsArt.com? Not yet,
1: because technically um, I'm still waiting for copyright registry to go through.
0: Okay, okay.
1: So um, By the time this comes out, it'll... It'll, it'll,
0: I'll, it'll I'll, be a month. Yeah. yeah, so it'll be a couple of weeks at the very least. Inuit... Shorthand for gold. Uh,
1: that one, that one, I, I might, I might get in trouble for.
0: Right, because it's uh, somehow, but it's not Eskimo shorthand no, no, for gold. That, it's that would it's be, Inuit shorthand for gold. That'd be like saying gold. the N word. Right, it's not right because we're not supposed to say Eskimo anymore. Right. Uh, I get to because I'm. Uh, I don't know, but uh, the. Uh, <laughs> the. Um, I don't know why I get to, uh, but it's really fun. So you've been doing this, right? And then, uh, do you do, do you, and then have you been working on comic books and stuff? Did Not you as much.
1: To? I used to. And I, I found, while well, I still love comics, and I still like, I like, you know, the art. and Yeah. I, I love, some
0: of the art is amazing in oh comic Oh, my books.
1: God. Yeah. There is some amazing work happening in the Twin Cities. As well? Oh, my goodness. Is, uh, um, just. My friend Evan Palmer is a, is, is a tremendous one. Um, Rick Schuster.
0: Doing what? What kind uh, of, um. Sean are they, Lynch.
1: Um. Lot Self-published? Of indie stuff. Indie um, stuff? I, I don't think Evan's doing as much publishing stuff, because I think he's working on some illustrations. Or but
0: web? Mostly web. web. comics?
1: Uh, Rick Schuster is definitely uh, independent stuff. Sean, I'm not sure. Sean Lynch, I'm not sure about. Um... Allison Stump, she's now in Portland, but she got educated here, so she counts.
0: Sure, she counts. My nephew, uh, young Salmon Bevel Benrood, who made the Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirt, Minty Fresh Monster. Uh, Minty Fresh Monster uh, is from Minneapolis, and he um, is going to publish his first um, comic book, mm-hmm. and oh, he's living exciting. in D.C. He's pretty excited about it. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know when it's coming out or what it's coming out. It's uh, his personal art is very it's it's weird yeah i don't know how to uh, yeah I i've been, he's into, got I've that been to his website of, have you yep. and uh and i will find a link to that and uh, that'll be awesome but uh because i don't always get it but then i don't always get everything yes. so um and he doesn't need me to man he doesn't need me to well it's like my
1: girlfriend uh michelle gave me a copy of a book called real pajama something or other mm-hmm. it's from John and quarterly i don't it is some of the most weird, twisted mind screw you've ever seen. Right. And, like, for example...
0: Fascinating, though, in some cases?
1: Horrifying. Horrifying in, in some in, cases. In a, in a good way. In okay. A good way, in okay. a okay. good
0: way.
1: It's like, it's like seeing the... It, it's, it's, a, it's a better drawn version. I would say... The artist probably wouldn't appreciate it, but um, it's kind of like seeing the face of the Internet, but in a more palatable sense.
0: Oh, interesting. <laughs> it's a... That is a, an infinite face that has somehow been drawn. Yes. Oh, weird. That well, is, that is a bit of a mind screw.
1: Oh, it's weird. And like the internet. Oh my goodness. The horrible things you can right. find.
0: Right. Um, there, there's a beautifully drawn, um, web series that is filthy called Ogloff.
1: I love Ogloff. You got me hooked on Ogloff. <laughs> oh, did I turn you to, on to Ogloff? Well, I, I, no, I had seen it, but I didn't know what it was called until
0: you mentioned it. Right, it's oglaf.com, and it is not safe for work, my Not friends. at all. No, no. The, the, and, but um, it isn't always dirty. No. It's, sometimes it's, it's just and But it's Frequently dirty. And frequently ridiculously dirty. <laughs> we came up with this ring! You put it on a woman, she becomes your wife!
1: We already have that.
0: We stole it from you! <laughs> Is that the dwarves who make yeah. up things that are redundant? <laughs> yes. Yes. The, 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 yeah, some of the characters are just <laughs> recurring and hilarious and ridiculous. So they, they,
1: they only introduced uh, uh, Oglaf himself once. Because if you go to Oglaf Wiki,
0: Oh, okay. They oh, they, oh, they tell you about it?
1: Yeah, and they'll tell you every single time they appear.
0: I bought the hard copy of the book for uh, Andy for Christmas a, a year a year and a half ago. The, not this last Christmas. Right, right. It's a fascinating story. But uh, I bought it for him, and the packing slip said, enjoy your dirty book, and which I thought was the greatest line. And he was like, it was extra art in it. It was great. And I said, oh, good, because I didn't. I read I read it every week, but I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm good. I don't need to. What are you, you're – doing mime What's pretending that like
1: you're reading the book? Oh,
0: pretending. Well, and the thing is, is I'm well because it is beautifully drawn, and um, and like the production value is is excellent, mm. and it's very pretty. But it is also, um, but the, but there's still plenty. But there's plenty of web series out there that are real stick <coughs> figures and right and. And amazingly, the writing is just amazing. And, and the art is great in a different way. I mean, that's the cool thing about it. Yeah. And, and that's what,
1: uh, that is one thing I love about the internet is just seeing where people are going with things.
0: Cause it can go anywhere.
1: Uh, well, it's like, this is, this is me about to admit something that's kind of embarrassing, but I've, I've that's been. That's nice what I
0: like about Minute 58. 58.
1: <laughs> I've been getting into the reboot of My Little Pony.
0: Oh, are you a brony? I wouldn't call myself
1: a brony. <laughs> Undo, undo. I, do, I, do. I okay. enjoy the show a lot, but I wouldn't. I don't. I don't take the fandom. Is the
0: reboot better?
1: I've never seen the original. Okay, but well, good, well acted, and and well thought out. They stick to the rules of the universe that they set up, which I appreciate. Okay, but
0: there are no people no. in My Little Pony. Oh,
1: well, I'd watch it if I would watch it if it was if they were fish or birds or right, right. or whatever or humans. But what's fascinating is that this this guy. Came up with this um, this fan animation called um, called uh, Pony dot Move, okay. Pony dot M O V. Okay, so movie. And it's incredible because it's basically taking this adorable children's show and then mixing it with Ren and Stimpy. Oh, super twisted! It is really disturbing in some parts. <laughs> and what's co- and what's what's great about it too is um, oh, it, what's great about it is just. It's just how extreme it gets. Cause okay, it's, it's incredibly in, not safe for work.
0: Okay, as well.
1: Do not show it to children. Do,
0: yeah, yeah. This is not a. Ch- this is not for children's.
1: No, this is for adults. Uh, mostly language and, very, and violence.
0: Okay, okay. Like,
1: like turning turning one of the most timid characters into a homicidal maniac.
0: Okay, which uh, based on fact,
1: uh, Chainsaw is one of the characters, and then stitches her up.
0: Okay, and it, turns out a it
1: turns out that she's not actually dead.
0: Of course. Because and, uh, that's
1: what you do uh, when, you're, when you're on the Internet.
0: <laughs> yes, because no, nothing ever dies on the Internet. Have you heard of Snapchat?
1: Snapchat, no. It's a
0: new app that supposedly the... Um, oh, you don't want to go there.
1: No? Probably
0: uh, not, because it's... Uh, cause, okay. Cross, cross, cross. <laughs> uh, because, well, Snapchat is supposedly... Um, kids are falling for it, because it's... The idea is, is you could take a picture of your boob or your penis or whatever, right. send it to somebody via text... And it self-destructs. Okay. So then you have no... it Like like um, Senator Weiner wouldn't have gotten in trouble.
1: Oh, I got gotcha. you. Right, right, Which, right.
0: Uh, but the thing is, and it supposedly is able to tell if someone is taking a picture of the screen. Hmm. Well, it doesn't work all the time, and... Once you've sent something into the ether,
1: it exists forever. It's somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It is <coughs> That's a how Brett Favre got caught.
0: Right, right. <laughs> That's how everybody got. Caught. I mean, I was like, I never understood why sending people a picture of like your body parts would would somehow be hilarious or exciting. Well,
1: balls could be funny.
0: You, you, okay, the, you, <laughs> but why, just just the balls. Just the balls. You don't think like an elbow could look like a scrotum and it would be just fine? It Depends on how how you film it. Sure. Um, and uh, but I mean, the thing is, is it? I mean, it doesn't. It'd be better off if you like sent me like a really good picture of a chicken. It's like we should go to lunch. Ooh. And that might make me come over. Right, right. Right. Or a pie. Like, but if I sent you a cake. photo if
1: I sent you a photo of a penis, that'd be kinda of creepy because I don't know you well enough.
0: Uh right. <laughs> and you know what? If my husband sent me a good picture of his penis, I'd be like, That'd be hot. What's happening? Why? Why? Why is this necessary? Um, why don't you send me a picture of the fact that we're going to go out to lunch, or we're going to go to some sort
1: of movie? Right. It's like Hoo-hoo. that. Does that does seem from from what I've gathered from podcasting and listening listening to him speak? That'd probably be way out of character.
0: It would be genuinely out of character, <laughs>
1: unless he was larping.
0: Unless he was larping. You know what I found out in larping yeah. is that um, one of the the game mechanic for having sex. Which I did not know, hmm. uh, or at least among his LARP clans, right. um, is Pinky. Like they join Pinkies, oh. and then they're like, "All right, so we're having sex." Well, it's like I'm out of
1: character, so this is pink, this is sex.
0: Possibly, and then and then when they have battles, they often do paper scissors right, rock, right. or they do, um, or it's a deck of cards, right. and they pull cards or whatever dice. Right. Sometimes. I do you LARP?
1: Uh, yes, uh, but only at Gen Con. Okay. <laughs> uh, this, this year, this year at Gen Con, well, mostly because none of my other friends are LARP. Oh, okay. Um, the uh, this year at Gen Con, I'm gonna be running a Ghostbusters LARP. Really? Yeah. With um, Elder Entertainment, um, that's Elder as in Cthulhu Mythos. Right. Um, we're taking up uh, we're taking uh, Ghostbusters right and making it uh, into a into a, a cth- Mythos. Oh my gosh! So basically basically, the New York branch is going to demonstrate some technology. Mm-hmm. And if people are listening and are interested in going to it, I won't spoil anything of it. But right. I'll, I'll spoil it to you if you want to hear it after we're done. But, right. the, uh, but things are going to go really, really wrong.
0: Oh, sure. Because, you know, if things go well in a, in a LARP, that isn't fun. Right. Then you're just wearing a costume and, and hanging out.
1: Right. And when when you're when you're Cthulhu larping, it's all about it's all about be, some sort of monster. Well, trying to keep see yourself sane. Seeing something you're not
0: supposed to see and yes. Well, yeah, keeping like, yourself sane.
1: Well, it's like a, like 2 years ago I was in I was in a Cthulhu larp where it was in a New England town and they gave me my character sheet. and There really wasn't much about it. I wasn't sure you know, it wasn't Okay, you didn't make the
0: character up. No. So they they had him for you. Yep. Nice.
1: So so I'm so I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'm a fishmonger and there's nothing really interesting about this character." And then they pull me aside and say, "You're a member of the cult of Yogg-Sothoth." <laughs> and the entire time I'm using a I'm using a slightly mid-Atlantic accent. Right. "Would you like to buy some fish? I think that might be doable." And then eventually um, my 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 goal was to recruit more members to my cult. And okay, it, you were turns, proselytizing. Okay, and it turns out I was better than the GM was expecting. Oh yeah. So I'm like, okay, I've got three people here, and then it's
0: like, oh, we just need just need uh, one. We didn't need that. All right, well, I guess you guys are about to take this game over. It,
1: it, it was beautiful because
0: <laughs> we did. Yeah. Well, that's 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 I'm I'm told that is the first casualty of war, and and LARPing yes. is that uh, things go differently than what you've planned. Yep. Steve Robbins, uh, yes. we are at um, an hour 10. We're at an hour 10? Yes, we are. Yes, I went over fifty, <laughs> or, or went over 60. Yes, well done. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Jackie. There'll be another day. Thanks a lot for listening, folks. Take care. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing
1: around my hat. My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that?
0: If it looks like a Mexican hat dance, and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most
1: likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance.